Welcome back to another episode of the Exterminatus Podcast. I'm the competitive in the world of Warhammer 40,000. My name's Eric, with me is my co-host Robert. Hello. And Robert and Ray have done a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I'm just going to have to go in costume to every event. So I'm going to have to walk on my knees, make sure I'm bald, and be angry at every single opponent that I play for no reason. So yeah, so both Ray and Robert have uh, cashed in on opportunities to get the League of OTAN box, which uh, is up for pre-order. Uh, if you're trying to get it, you're probably out of luck by the time you're hearing this. It's already sold out on the GW website, but apparently a few local game stores in our area still have a few copies here and there available. Yep. I think GamesU, which is off of Stapley and Baseline, had a whopping two left after me and one other guy went in there and bought them. So, yeah, good luck. <laughs> I haven't touched base with the other stores in the area with what they have, some or not. So, um, thoughts of what, you know, there's obviously a lot of um, panic surrounding League of OTAN, that, that the leaks proved that they're going to be a very strong army out of the gate. Um a little more time to digest some of those rumors still feel that way well i actually got to watch an incursion size game so around a just under a thousand points of votan versus tau on from gorilla miniatures games and yeah no votan die just like any other army being with four up saves and whatnot and sure they can hurt but in general i think we're going to have to really see what kind of mad plans people can come up with to see what's actually really scary outside of the vacuum talk of Magrail plus grudge token equals I kill 12 models. So otherwise, I'm pretty sure the the overall strength of OTAN is there. It is just going to have to take some tinkering to make sure it's actually not just a whole bunch of hot hot air yeah i kind of i mean i agree that the weapons sound pretty ghastly but one thing i did notice there's only a few weapons that have a range of 30 inches everything else is pretty mid-range and they're slow you know they that their vehicles are respectable not nothing fast but you know kind of standard so the first yeah. thing i thought of was do you box them in and it's like no now you're running into them so part of me says force them to come to you a little bit because they're they're slow enough with the rest of their units that they won't be able to reach objectives by the start of turn two. Yeah, it's the possible play is to take advantage of the fact that at most any unit that is on foot, unless it's accelerated, which I think the lieutenant character is, so the the terminator guy that can teleport or have an invul. He's accelerated, I think, so I think he can run up to 11 inches. I'll have to kind of scope the book again while when I'm watching Tactical Tortoise or something. Otherwise, everyone only moves eight unless you're a bike. Like, the, the vehicles sure move more than eight, but I mean, they're also vehicles. They're big, they're lumbering, and they're hard to hide. Right, and they only count as one model, so you can easily take those objectives away from them if they zoom forward. So I'm like, okay, this is the the only thing that will make it a little treacherous is usually I think what we're going to see is we're going to see at least two land fortresses, both of them with the big guns, and then one unit, one of them is carrying a unit of berserkers plus 
maybe the smashy character. And then another one is going to be carrying around one unit of Hearthguard with another character of sorts or something. I don't know. Yeah. The Psyker I know has been popular uh, discussion, but I'm not sure if that really fits them. A lot of lists are not. So I, I don't know. I, I I hear the hype. I definitely see the weapons. And, I'm like, and I guess I'm also like any other codex release, you always look at it from the lens of how does this affect my army? You know, so the same as any FAQ changes or anything like that. And I kind of jokingly think about it. Uh, they have all these deadly weapons. Well, you know what? My army dies to las guns, so <laughs> you're gonna yeah. kill me anyway. Big deal. Um, at the end of the day, are you guys tough? Well, you're kind of marines. You're one wound marines, so I think I can. If I can kill marines, I can kill Votan. So I'm like, all right. Um, so far, so yeah. good. You know, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and math wise, Votan technically have a worse armor save characteristic than marines because they only have a four plus on their normal units and then a two up on terminators because obviously it's a terminator but they have the advantage of that no rerolls to wound so that's the trade-off of only having a four plus save rather than a three plus save yeah i have very limited access to those rerolls, so i'm like i'm okay all right i'm good so whereas if we're focusing on our personal armies my custodes It'll be, all right, cool. I wound you on twos with almost all of my big guns. Um, I can't reroll to wound. Okay, I will hit you on a two. Right. And I wound you on a two. <laughs> so, and, and your void with, armor can't save you that well. Right. The same thing with your custodes as well, in terms of the hitting back. All right, I uh, hit you, unless I am inflicting all these auto wounds and racking up judgment tokens. Um you know that they're only AP minus two, so it's almost like I'm. Oh, yep, you're you're tickling me with four four plus saves, which is still my invul as well. And if I'm in cover, I'm still getting a three up save. So it's like okay, that that would work. And I had to say the one thing that did surprise me was reading the rules, and I was like, wait a minute, the judgment tokens don't go away. I thought they went away like at the end of the turn or something like that. They're there for the whole game, so I'm like, oh. That's not good. Yeah, that is definitely a... I don't think it's actually... I actually don't think it's an oversight because when you think about it, a grudge doesn't go away until a blood price is paid or people just give up and they move on. So the fact that you can go, I am really mad at that one unit over there for three turns and not interact with it could potentially deter your opponent from moving it forward for you to go, yeah, here's two mag rails and a whole bunch of other long range guns that just automatically wounded on force. Like, hmm. Yeah. Like for example, if you just got like a throwaway troop unit, that's raising banners <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. on turn three, they have three token judgment tokens on them. Yep. So we will definitely see people go, here's I walk up, I do this action. Okay. I'm mad at you. I walk up and do this action. I'm also mad at you. Oh, that unit is also an objective. I'm really mad at you. And then I can and hit this model. I'm mad at you, this one. And, oh, you killed something? It's, I'm mad at that one, too. Generally, I don't think the I don't think there'll be much killing of OTAN units because of the fact that you're going to have to go through land fortresses. And the bikes, even though they're really long, are actually really short. So they can hide behind most crates and stuff. Yeah, so I don't have to see them on the table. Just how big these things really are. So. Yeah, so we're just gonna have to really just 
test and see. I know a lot of people are already, yeah, no, this army is going to be super broken, like most of us here. But I think everyone's jumping the gun just, just a wee bit. Like, yes, they are going to be scary because it's a new faction. And we won't really know how to handle them until, you know, we see them maybe winner of it. So that brings up a key point, uh, kind of transition to our next thing is there's only about 90 days left maybe to the season mm-hmm. maybe a little more than that so we have a new faction we have another codex coming out supposedly sometime it just was dubbed winter so obviously this thing has sold out so there's going to be a ton of on the table will they be the big splash and will there be a change or at least do we think we have enough time to learn how to beat them and master them by the time lvo runs around I think if one person goes all in on them from day one, like they bought two, at least two of the boxes, and then however many combat patrols that they need, because I think the combat patrol also got showed off at some point, mm-hmm. or a photo got leaked, and it has that has berserkers in it, but you lose the lieutenant care. So at that point, it's a it's a you pick up the combat patrol. So that way you can get your the melee guys, and then you already have enough bodies for from the two starter boxes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but either way, it is if we see Votan, it's from people buying them in droves and then potentially 3D printing stuff. Which oh, don't get me started on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is someone's personal choice of printing stuff because it can exist and also proxies exist if it gets approved by a to so again we can't be mad at it existing but it's not that i'm mad at for existing there's two things i look at it is one you're not screwing james games workshop games workshop has already sold out of this product who you're screwing is your local game store uh number two is Okay, if you're going to proxy, so at least you have something with the intent that you're going to be buying the army in time for a bigger event when it becomes available, sure. Okay, I've definitely used stand-in models, and not all of them were Games Workshop products when I was trying to work out a list until I could get everything WYSIWYG and tournament ready. That's fine. Um, My issue is the third third issue. (laughs) <laughs> and Ray, I wish Ray was here because he was showing me he was working on some terrain projects and once again, a failed print. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, I'm sticking it to the man. I, I didn't pay a high price for those miniatures. It only took me 4,000 hours to make these, you know, two Votan mag rail guns. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So the, it is not the plug and play that people think it is. So just like, I just hit uh, control P and I'll have an army by midnight. No. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's but that's neither here nor there. I'm not judgmental of anyone that does 3D print the models for personal use because it is you using it as long as you're not sitting there printing mass quantities of it for everyone at the game store. And then the game store shows up with 15 of that model you printed 15 of. But again, that's that's none of my business. And we are not going to carry on with that because, yeah. yeah, I'd much rather support my local game store is all I'm getting at. Anyway, so yeah, so League of Votan. Uh, honestly, though, uh, I think the bigger threat, if you were to look at the meta, uh, Creations of Bile. Holy cow. 
Uh, we're going to talk about that in a couple of the tournaments this week. That army looks a hell of a lot scarier for just a simple reason that uh, if I'm on an objective and a blob of possessed models reaches out and hurts me, not only do they wipe my unit off the table, they now hold the objective where pretty much anything I've read in League of Otan will stand back and I still have a turn to react because they're still... 17, 18 inches away as after they blew me off the table. There's some nastiness in that creation pile and what seems to be the archetype uh, right now for Chaos Space Marines. Yeah, I think it's because of the fact that people have kind of felt out the Chaos Space Marine book and realizing that like the initially scary sounding stuff from Iron Warriors just isn't prevalent right now. So they were trying to find other tricksy things. Like I know there's always going to be either a unit of possessed or a unit of terminators that have the black rune of whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, that's going to be really hard to deal with. Cause instead of wounding on threes, cause I'm assuming their toughness five, you're now wounding on fours with big gun. And that's never a good feeling. Cause my custodes, I put five missiles into a possessed unit. I should hit five times. I should wound three times. Now I'm hitting five and I'm only wounding twice. That's pretty powerful. And um creations pile, even when the uh, Psychic Awakening had some legs to it, is people didn't really jump into it because A was the old possessed data slate and of course no new models. Now you upgrade the data slate so all of a sudden all the upgrades are just off the chart. Make, make, this, make this army incredibly powerful. I have to double check though if the original, you were required to take Fabius Vile as your warlord. Do you still have to do that? I don't think so. Uh, well, reading it here, there is no restriction of taking Fabius Bile because the <clears throat> in here in the Codex, I actually had it already opened. Wow. Prepared. Um, so the Legion traits are just add one to move and add one to strength. And then the, the fight on death stuff, the relics, warlord traits, um, blah, blah, blah. Just some stratagems. Yeah, no, there is no restriction to taking Fabius Bile, like him being mandatory in okay. the creations of Bile. That explains why it opens up. You take the Master Possessions with a like a Dark Apostle. And mm-hmm. um, also it's like, wow, they're taking three? No, they're only taking the two. That makes a lot of sense. And throw in a, um, I just blanked on it, Venom Crawler. That helps augment the Master of Possession. So it gives you yeah. a little shooting as well. Yeah. The one that gets me about this is out of the four strats that Creations has for them, um, Cobb, we're going to be corny. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the auto-stimulants strat allows a create a Cobb unit, a Cobb core unit, to advance and charge. So you can go really far really fast. Mm-hmm. And it's funny so, how you make that sound like it's so powerful. It's one unit. I mean, and there's some codices that look at that and go, oh my God, I have that army wide. But with this army, it's pretty damn powerful. <laughs> and also, a lot of this stuff is, I think I'm realizing now that this game is in a position where if you understand how to trade your units properly, you will definitely win the game. So, like, if you're feeding a your blob of nine or ten possessed or whatever into a unit that you want to die, you pick off a few models, you advance the possessed over there, you advance and charge into them, and I'm pretty sure the possessed will pick up, if not the entire unit, most of it for it to be 
rendered use. And then you suddenly hold that area with 10 possessed. And not a lot of people can chew through those 10 possessed very quickly unless they dedicate a whole bunch of extra points into it. Right. Because points-wise, I think possessed are... I'm going to take an estimate of like over 300 points because I'm assuming they are 35 points a pop. So they are 28 points a pop. So take wow. 10 of them. That's 280 points. You add a chaos icon. That is five. So 285 points of possessed. Wow. 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 I was working on my army earlier today. I was like, wow, 35 points for grotesque. I thought that was a decent de- deal. Okay. Guess not. Yeah. <laughs> your, your grotesque is only two points more expensive than a Chaos Terminator. <laughs> Anywhere's no armor. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> yep. But, I mean, also, your Grotesque doesn't have weapon options, does he? He does not. And it's no yeah. gun, other than a liquid, liquid fire. Yeah, I know. The Terminators, they're base 33 with what they got, and that's five points for any other fancy options. But no, it, it definitely feels like Creations of Bile plays into that trading mentality of you will go take that side of the table and you will win the trade because you will just go and possessed. Mm-hmm. Eat that unit. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty powerful. I was trying to remember because originally when looking through the book, I was looking at word bearers for possessed. But yeah, Creations of Bile seems to be a little bit stronger at this point. So, yeah. I think it's between them and Emperor's Children are the two are the two most played ones that we've seen so far. Well, Emperor's Children are kind of an easier play, you know. It's yeah. especially the, the advantage of uh, always swinging first in close combat. So it's like, okay, I got charged, big deal. I still hit you first. So. Well, they actually no longer do that. Really? Yeah. No, the Legion traits of Emperor's Children are when you are making any kind of attack roll, you ignore any and all to hit weapon skill or ballistic skill modifiers. Fine. And then they also, each time a model with this trait makes an attack, an unmodified roll of a six improve the AP by one. Well, I stand corrected. I assume they were still... I was the impression they were unchanged. Okay, well, that's a big difference. So, I'm not... Then again, I haven't seen Chaos Space Marines very often, so maybe... At the next event that I go to, I will run into one. I have a feeling you will. So, Are you a gamer that has more bare plastic than you have time to paint? Do paintbrushes spontaneously combust when you hold them? If either of these is true, contact White Crow Studios and get your models painted by a college-trained professional painter. You can contact Bo at whitecrow.commissions at gmail.com and view his previously painted models at White Crow Studios on Facebook. Hey listeners, this is Raymond with the Extreme Honest Podcast here to talk to you about KR cases. If you're like me, and you're constantly looking for that better way to store your armies, then look no further than KR cases. That's right, this is the foam company known for their soft blue foam in cardboard cases. They're a great way to mix and match Whenever you're heading out for that next tournament, you can just swap out those boxes and no need to worry about switching the foam in and out. They're sturdy, the boxes help protect your models, and if you when you order, they come fast, the order is right, and for a better price than the other guy. So go to krcases.com and when you place your order, be sure to mention the Extreme Outs Podcast. 
Speaking of which, a uh, big event uh, this coming weekend, uh, before we get into this last weekend's event, is the Las Vegas Team Tournament. So uh, a lot of folks making plans for the big travel up there. This should be the probably last uh, tournament, team tournament, rather, for the stateside things before we get to LVO. Uh, curious to see uh, the, the whole matchup game again. And um, Scott, Robert, are you attending this well? No, no, I did not have the ability to go to this one because I decided to go to Atlantic City. There you go. So, yeah, looking at some of the the matchups, I think it'll be interesting to see how this plays out because there's definitely some armies that do better in the team tournament versus the mm-hmm. singles tournament. And it's also been hearing a lot about that. We'll talk to other team tournament aficionados. Not so much that armies win but they need to win by higher differential so it's always important as well yeah like if when i went last time and i took my custodes it was rough it was i was not getting big differential scores unless i blew out my opponent now if i were to go with my chaos nice this year i have a feeling i would score a little bit higher but then again that's also me going i'm playing big stompy robots and i'm just trying to blow you off the table so that way you don't get to stand on an objective where People have also kitted into killing knights. So if I lose, I lose big. If I win, I win big. So right. what do you do? There's yeah, definitely a lot of kidding towards uh, uh, knights. You know, I think people recognize that knights are going to be a real thing, and they have to be able to have a, a matchup that will pair against it. That's always been the interesting part when it comes to these team tournaments. Is you, if you can pick the right matchup, you should. That's half the battle. Whereas in a singles event, you're like, how do I plan for? guard tanks and as well as um, imperial knights and then like leviathan you know it's just like oh my gosh it's hard to not every army has all the tools yeah as much as i try i can't make custodes do that so but that is next weekend let's talk about this past weekend we've had two events and the first one we want to start with is in lovely norway called uh, the invasion 40k uh, not the most creative name, but some very creative lists uh, to make up for that. Uh, Robert, what's our top five? Well, top five, we have Hetter Nordhus playing Leviathan. We have Eric Kiel with Admech. We have Adam Keith Salomsmo. I am sorry for if anyone in Norway is listening to this, and I butcher your name. I am so sorry. But anyway, he um, Adam was playing Tau. Then we have Zvenung Noding, Leviathan again. And then we have Kjetil Andre Lickness with um, Necrons with almost another perfect score of 400s and then ended up getting an 83 in round five. Yeah, unbelievable. And I'm looking at uh, apparently they also ranked by uh, opponents' win percentage, and his opponents' win percentage was uh, about 60%. Interesting. Uh, Eric Nick, uh, who came in fourth, had the highest of the top five at 72%. And just taking a quick browse over the gentlemen's list it is literally no surprise a lot of destroyers the king um the reanimator scarabs like this man was walking forward and there was nothing the the thing though was he did have six i think he might have had a unit of seven because he has six locust destroyers and there's six gauze cannons and then he has a locust heavy so i'm not sure it looks like seven. Yeah, and I guess sworn destroyers can only go up to... Interesting. Because I know the, the heavy destroyer replaces one normally by rules, so you just pay the, the 55 points for another destroyer, and then you just replace... But I can 
read yeah. over this however long yeah, I want. Look so. that up now. Uh, the interesting also is looking fourth place. Adeptus Mechanicus returning to the uh, uh, top five there, and um, just a little. Ever since adding that uh, core word there, all of a sudden all the Laz Gun chickens are back. So, oh, so they did actually get it back. Yeah. Oh yeah, because that's that's um, <laughs> uh, ten Iron Striders. Yeah, it's looking. Why is it so short? Oh, that's why. <laughs> Yeah, at least he has some kind of different idea where he has a unit of last cans and a unit of auto cans. Look us destroyers, right? Yeah. Unit options. All right. Units power rate increased by three. The addition of a destroyer increased the power by four. Uh, uh, I'm actually reading it too. And it says you're going to have up to six of the normal destroyers, and then you can add on a yeah, heavy destroyer. So I was cool. thinking of the old version yeah. of the destroyer unit where you could replace one so yeah no that's just me not remembering the data sheet right so well addition i just going on happens to the best of us so yep but so, otherwise congrats to everyone in norway absolutely we're gonna go stay stateside this time we're gonna go to houston texas for mm-hmm. uh warzone houston gt yep and before we do get to the top five i do want to remark that i feel bad for two players on the end of day one I don't know who they were, but during round three, one set of legs on their table collapsed. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it took down a knight army, all the terrain and what the other army was from their opponent just onto the ground. So I, I never felt more bad for anyone in 40k in my life. And you actually heard it on stream. The, the room just dropped in in volume like oh god something happened so i do my my heart goes out for those two i don't know who they were but oh man oh man i felt so anyway we're gonna get to the top five so we have george bobkov with just chaos so chaos soup yay we have sweet lou with necrons we have brett the katachan urbanowski with his militarum just like in dallas he's always there (laughs) <laughs> we have Johnny Velasquez with Cast Space Marines, and I think you recognize this name, Eric. We have a Colin McDade playing Sisters. Yeah, he was the top hard-looking player last year. He's been on the show a few times, but interesting enough, he actually took on uh, Georg Babakov in the final round to take the title. Yep, so his list is definitely nothing different from what we've seen from sisters a lot of zephyrim a lot of retributors 24 repentia <laughs> man a, yeah that's a little different like, but that's still like, I, he's bloody rose so he's running across the table like nobody's business but come on man like shoot something you don't need to go and hit it with a chains all right that's the retributor's job duh <laughs> they got lots of shooting so i'm actually curious what this george guy was bringing as Demon Prince with Wings, an Apostle, Possession, Cultist, 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 uh, Normal Marines, Terminators, Chosen, Chosen, Bikers, and a single War Dog Execution. Interesting. A little bit of a mix and match there. Yanni Velasquez was one of the top players from last season. The first time we've really seen him make an appearance in 2022. And uh, here we go, Creations of Bile. He kind of fills the kind of the archetype we were talking about, but there's a few added sw- uh, changes. Uh, it starts off with the um, Demon Prince, uh, Lord Scorton on Hellstalker, as well as the Master Possessions, and then the Unit of Cultists. 
to round out his troop choices, but then in the elite slot, three units of five Terminators, followed by a Master of Executions, and then a large block of ten possessed, followed by a smaller block of five possessed, two, uh, excuse me, one unit of Raptors and two Venom Crawlers, followed by a unit of Havocs. I was really surprised no warp talons rather than the raptors. I was a little surprised by that. Um, I'm honestly not sure why either, but then again, I know warp talons pro. I think they got a tone change because I know whenever I would play Mark Whitaker and his world eaters with them, they would eat an entire night for breakfast. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, hmm. Okay, we will not. We will not charge them. We will shoot them off the table instead. Thank you. It's funny that they're one of those units that when they first came out, they're very much, much maligned. Then they had a really cool ability where um, uh, coming in, they uh, ignored Overwatch if they charged that phase, but it, it was so hard to pull off. And then now they're kind of, I think they finally found their sweet spot where they're actually useful. In the yeah. I do definitely think it's the, like, sure, the Warp Talons have a 5,000 vulnerable save, but the Raptors on your champion can replace his pistol with a plasma pistol, or you can give them a special weapon and you can also give the champion a power sword or a power. Fit. Interesting. So it's like cheaper too. Yeah. Just, just a wee bit. Cause they're both fast attack slots. So yeah, the Raptors are 21 points a model and the warp talons. Are- okay. Oh, and apparently you can kit out Raptors with like melt guns and stuff. Yeah, ever since the the old 3.5 decks, they've had that. But um, I thought, wow, I thought the talents were more expensive than that because they're, they're rocking all those attacks. Okay. I don't know. I don't play uh, Space Marines. <laughs> I have a pair that's... I have a, two boxes that still need to be assembled. I'm just kind of staring at them. Maybe it's one of these days. I'll, I should finish those. <laughs> or I could take your bits and use them on stuff. No. What, are you making Chaos Custodes? <laughs> uh baseboard decorations no no way <laughs> sorry they are not for sale <laughs> but otherwise yeah no i think th- those were only the two big events that we were going to touch on from last weekend right correct so, yeah a lot of other events a lot of rtt's uh, a lot of practice rounds but in terms of the large events that was it for the weekend so uh not much movement on your icc top 10 uh 10th place matt robertson does make an uh, appearance into the Reappearance, I should say, to the top 10. Ninth place, Britton Weiss. Uh, the aforementioned Colin McDay jumps into eighth place. Stephen Crawley in seventh. Uh, Innes Wilson drops to sixth. Thomas Ogden reclaims the spot at five. Uh, Manny Chima, Vic Vijay, and David Gaylar still keep the triumvirate of British players. And the top five, however, Jack Harpster with his big win at the Nova Open still stays in the top of the leaderboard with that big lump forward. So um, curious to see if he can hold on to it as we uh, get closer to the end of the season. Team championships real quick. Uh, Glass Hammer in fifth, Vanguard Tactics in fourth, Death and Glory in third, Dice Down uh, coming in at second. And uh, Art of War, surprise, surprise, is your number one team, according to the team rankings at this point. Yeah, we're, we're um, within, like, running and spinning distance down at 25th with Smite Club. Well, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, we had a really good weekend with the, our, our event at the Smite Club Open, obviously. And then a whole bunch of our guys are going to be at the Las Vegas team tournament. So there's going to be some some ground to make up. Um you know, we had a lot of guys from Xenos Petting Zoo make it to the tournament, and uh, 
in those head-to-head matches matchups, our team did pretty well in in most of those settings. So, I think it's just a matter of time collecting those events and getting those points before the end of the season runs out on us. But otherwise, it was a pretty pretty late week for news because there's no there's no real reveals that we have to talk about with Votan because not only that, but also uh, England's a little bit preoccupied with the uh, funeral for uh, Queen Elizabeth II, so that took up a lot of their time, and um, rightfully so. Um, so I want to take time to honor somebody who's been such a huge part of their uh, culture and uh, exists in this overall identity of the country. So um, today she was laid to rest, so our condolences to the families. And so I wouldn't expect to see um, previews kind of ramping back up towards the end of the week. Yep. And it'll be exciting because I know the team tournament and I believe Warzone Houston was doing it too. But I think this will also be the first foray that we really see demons also come into play with people that have been waiting to play those. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see how they play because I have to admit, I really like the changes. And um, I think they play closer to what when I got into, I got into demons, I guess it was fifth edition briefly. I usually just play them in team tournaments and um, give you an idea. That was back in the day when they had the, the two, they didn't deploy. You had to choose your waves and you rolled and um, uh, three or higher. The the wave, your preferred wave was then deep struck on the, side of the table on a one or two, your, your other wave of monsters came on. So, it was kind of cool, you know. They 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 just kind of so bringing back this new deep strike role. I'm really excited for that. I kind of want to go back to using those again. And then um, there's also some viability that you don't have to take the same units over and over and over again. So you know, Fate Crusher was the big list back then, and uh, so it was basically a, a Fate Weaver mixed with a large blocks of Blood Crushers it was pretty much unstoppable. And uh, now I think there's a little more wiggle room. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I know tonight I'm going to go back to working on more paint for my chaos nights. I, I would post more often on Facebook, but I end up stopping at two in the morning. And I just need to go to bed <laughs> so I don't take photos. So yeah, no, I'll try to be better about that for everyone. I, I'm guilty of that too. It's and then it, actually what I usually do is because where my paint studio is in the house is um, it's got really good natural light, but there's not much light at two in the morning. So usually the, the morning after going, did this look as good <laughs> than I thought it did last night? I'm like, Oh, look at that. Nope. Nope. Missed the spot. All right. No pictures of this. <laughs> So <laughs> I'm lucky I have a light box. Yeah, that I don't have. So kind of I mean, it's just my paint booth. <laughs> it's all covered in paint, so it looks kind of wonky, but hey, it works. Make the best of what you can do. So so there we have it. Uh kind of a light week this week, but we'll be back again next Monday with uh again lots of updates from not only the Vegas team tournament, but uh, all the other major events from the weekend. So until then, my name's Eric. I'm Robert. And thank you for listening to the Exterminatus Podcast.